for all things. the Kingdom Mandate. Join us each Saturday as we share empowering and equipping messages that reflect on the Kingdom of God according to His sovereign will for mankind to remain in His covenant order. Get your clarion call and follow us on Blog Talk Radio, Kingdom Empowerment, Inc. Of the people, men, women, all of them, God. 
But right now we're talking about Rahab. So, God, we pray in Jesus' name that that word will be magnified in the hearts of people, God. We pray for Spence, our sister Spencer Tyler, God, that she will have victory in the areas that she's going through, God. We know that your hand is not short, and you're the sovereign God over our life, Father. So we lift each one, God, that is in need, Father. Wherever they are located at, God, you sit, you are God that sits high and looks low, God. And you know every one of them, God, by name, Father. So we lift each individual up, God. And we pray, God, that God, that your word will prevail. We know it will prevail, God. But we ask you, God, let it be magnified more in the hearts of your people, Lord. We ask you, Lord God, Lord, we ask you, God, Father, to be in the midst of us, Lord. And let your wisdom and your understanding prevail, God, in Jesus' holy name. Amen. 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 Bless the Lord. Hallelujah. Today, again, we're going to be talking about Rahab. Um, and Rahab, you know, had some very uh, uncommon uh, traits. Uh, to be a part of the lineage of Jesus Christ. And, you know, this is why we call uh, this uh, series Strange Women of the Bible. But even though that they're considered as in this day and time as being strange, God had purpose for them and for his sovereign will uh, in the earth. And so, uh, you know, she was considered as being a harlot in Jericho. Uh, nevertheless, though, she believed in God, and she was, you know, we're going to go into the Word of God and, um, you know, delve off into this and look at it, but I just wanted to throw out these uh, very common um, traits that she had before we go off into it. So if you have a pen and paper there and you want to write it down, again, she was a harlot in Jericho. She believed in God, and she hid two of Joshua's spies. She was the wife of uh, Salmon. And the, she later on, you know, um, her son was Boaz. And she was the great-grandmother to King David. So we're going to look at this a little bit deeper because she did play a special function in the Bible narratives of Israel's existence in the land. And um, she, uh, you know, protected uh, the spies that were sent out by Joshua. So I just wanted to summarize it. We're going to jump into the word of God in Joshua 2 quickly so that we can bring out some very good uh, insights and some encouragement for the uh, body of Christ today. So in Joshua 2, starting from verse 1, it says, And Joshua the son of Nun sent out of Shittim two men to spy secretly, saying, Go view the land, even Jericho. And they went and came into an harlot's house named Rahab and lodged there. And it was told the king of Jericho, saying, Behold, there came men in hither to tonight of the children of Israel to search out the country. And the kings of Jericho said, sent unto Rahab, saying, Bring forth the men that are come to thee, which are entered into thine house, for they be come to search out all the country. And the woman took the two men and hid them, and said thus, 
There came men unto me, but I wist not whence they were. And it came to pass about the time of shutting of the gate, when it was dark, the, that the men went out. Whither the men went, I, I wot not. Pursue after them quickly, for ye shall overtake them. But she had brought them up to the roof of the house and hid them with the stalks of flax, which she had laid in order upon the roof. And the men pursued after them the way to Jordan into the fords, and as soon as they which uh, pursued after them were gone out, they shut the gate. And before... They were laid down. She came up unto them upon the roof, and she said unto the, the men, I know that the Lord hath given you the land, and that your terror is fallen upon us, and that our inhabitants of the land faint because of you. For we have heard how the Lord dried up the water of the Red Sea for you when you came out of Egypt, and what ye did unto the two kings of the Amorites that were on the other side of Jordan, Sihon and Og, whom ye utterly destroyed. As soon as we had heard these things, our hearts did melt, neither did there remain any more courage in any man because of you. For the Lord your God, he is God in heaven above and in earth beneath. Now, therefore, I pray you, swear unto me by the Lord, since I have showed you kindness, that you also show kindness unto my father's house and give me a true token, and that ye will save alive my father and my mother and my brethren and my sisters and all that they have and deliver our lives from death. And the men answered her, Our life for yours, if ye utter not this our business. And it shall be when the Lord hath given us the land that we will deal kindly and truly with thee. Then she she let them down by a cord through the window, for her house was upon the town wall, and she dwelt upon the wall. And she said unto them, Get you to the mountain, lest the pursuers meet you, and hide yourselves there three days until the pursuers be returned, and afterward may ye go your way. And the men said unto her, We will be blameless of this thine oath, which thou hast made us swear. Behold, when we come into the land, thou shalt bind the line of scarlet thread in the window which thou dost let us down by, and thou shalt bring thy father and thy mother and thy brethren and all thy father's household home unto thee. And it shall be that whosoever shall go out of the doors of the house into the street, his blood shall be upon his head, and we will be guiltless. And whosoever shall be with thee in the house, his blood shall be on our head, if any hand be upon him. And if thou utter this our business, then we will be we will be quit of thine oath, which thou hast made us swear. And he said, According unto your words, so be it. And she sent them away, and they departed, and she bound the scarlet line in the window. 
And they went and came into the mountain and abode there three days until the pursuers were returned. And the pursuers sought them throughout all the way, but found them not. So the two men returned and descended from the mountain and passed over and came to uh, Joshua, the son of Nun, and told him all these things that befell them, that befell them. And they said unto Joshua, truly, the Lord had delivered unto our hands all the land, for even all the inhabitants of the country do faint because of us. Wow. Mm-hmm. That's a lot of words, but, you know, um, it's, it's good to get the whole divine picture and get a clear understanding of what is going on in this uh, particular chapter of Joshua 2 so that we will know what exactly did Rahab do. Uh, What would you like to say about that, Minister Belinda? Uh, I'm amazed. You know, she said she knew that they were coming to take the land, you know, and they had been sent to spy out the land. And uh, she, because of the stories that she had heard about the children of, uh, of God, of Israel, how God had you know, dried up the Red Sea, how God had done this and done that. And she perceived that, you know, when she said that, that uh, in verse 11, I'm just going to read that part. It says, uh, for the Lord, your God, he is God in the heaven above and God in the earth. Now, she wasn't a Christian, uh, wasn't a Hebrew and was from the Canaanite tribe and was amongst a bunch of uh, pagan stuff. But yet because of what she had, she believed in God. That their God yeah. was God heaven and the earth. Yeah. He was high men. And, you know, and when they said, uh, when she said, therefore I pray, you swear unto me by thy, the Lord. She didn't swear, now you give me your oath. No, she said by the Lord. Yeah. She knew that they obeyed God. So she was making a, a covenant with the Lord that mm-hmm. these men would around and, and, and spare her. But I look at what they told her. Uh, okay, because we made that, that vow with you, we will keep it. But then she had the, uh, they told her to put that, uh, what is it, the scarlet rope, that mm-hmm. cloth mm-hmm. On, uh, on the window. On the do- mm-hmm. where is the door? Let me see. Yeah, window. Yeah. In, in the, the window. window. Mm-hmm. In the window. Okay, so the she had to do something. Yeah, yeah the she, had- she let them down in with the cord. Uh-huh. Yeah, she let them escape, told them how to go to the uh, to the mountain and stay there three days. You know, she still was keeping their safety because she knew the town and probably knew the people and how they acted. But... I think of, you know, when they had the uh, uh, the children in Egypt, they had to put the blood across their their doors and go inside and not come out. And uh, mm-hmm. here they said, you put that up, but they got to be in your house. But if they leave out of your house, then that blood is not on us. But if they are hurt and they have come in, the blood would be on them. So she had to do that and let them know to do it. But I, I, you know, and then uh, um, she knew that, you know, 
Even the town had fear of them, the people, because of their reputation, but not their reputation, really the Lord's reputation, because mm-hmm. they were God's people. And her Absolutely. actions were, yeah, her actions would cause her to become uh, in the lineage of Jesus Christ in them. Both, what is it, both that was, was a son? Mm-hmm. So, I mean, it, it, it's, yeah. there's mm-hmm. a lot there. It's a lot there. Yeah, and, you know, let's, let's back up a little bit about the fact that, because this is the very strange part about this, is that she mm-hmm. she was a harlot, and how they ended up, um, you know, directed toward her house, um, mm-hmm. which means she's known for, uh, having an end for people to come to, and you know, you know, when we look at that word harlot, it's quite different from prostitution. You know, there is a difference in that word because you know, a prostitute is a person who performs sexual activity for payment. Um, mm-hmm. Whereas a harlot is more like doing something derogatory. She is doing it because you know, out of loot, practicing lewdness. She's not doing mm-hmm. it solely for the money, but she's just, you know, is out there and just like being sexual and lustful, uh, mm-hmm. more like in an offensive way, you know. So, trying to get sexual favors by any kind of means in any kind of way. Um, so, this is her lifestyle right now before she even meet them. And, but yet she still knew, like you said, she knew and she believed in uh, Jehovah. She believed in the same uh, God that delivered Israel from Egypt and all of the works she knew of the works that he had performed. And, you know, and that, that, that's something about God when he does something is like he when he told um when David was speaking back to Goliath, you know, it's like he said this will be heard throughout the whole earth. I mean, you can even go off you you can go to a bar where people are drinking and and if you were to ask them about uh King David and Goliath or David and Goliath, a lot of them would know the story. Because, you know, yeah. these are acts that are known throughout the whole earth. When God does something so profound like that, it becomes mm-hmm. very visible. The act is very well known. And this has mm-hmm. crossed over into Canaan, all the way from Egypt through the wilderness into Canaan. Mm-hmm. And uh, so they're sojourning into uh, Canaan because God said this is their promised land. Yeah, yeah. This is where God said this is their promised land. So they're being uh Joshua's being obedient to God and he's sending the spies into the land and these mm-hmm. spies they get there and they end up at the, the you know, directed into the harlot's house, uh Rahab to lodge there. And um the good thing about it is that she recognized the favor of God that was with Israel. A lot of times uh, we we miss that. We miss when someone is a of God that that uh, has that relationship with God. We miss that mm-hmm. they carry a certain favor 
and they don't, you know, we don't take understanding on it, and we don't realize the repercussion from it. But her, with Rahab, she had faith to cover Mm -hmm. them with slack. She had faith to believe in this God, and, and, you know, she was not going to go along with the population of Canaan. She she understood mm-hmm. that if I if I go against uh, the chosen ones of God, I I go against the ones who have this God who's performing these kind of acts, that I'm gonna mm-hmm. perish with the rest of them. And she's determined that she's not gonna perish like that. And so she's mm-hmm. telling them what she knows, her her mm-hmm. knowledge, using the knowledge that she has. To tell them mm-hmm. a direction to go to where they're not gonna pe- where they're not gonna perish at the hands of the Canaanite, and she's also thinking about not only herself but her family. Okay. Uh, yeah. You know, go go ahead if you have something to say. Because she says uh, she heard what they did to the two kings. Now, if their God could take down two uh, 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 kings, what could they? What would they do to her? But like you say, she had enough knowledge that she had heard of that, that it put, Mm -hmm. she had a sense of, uh, you know, to know, if I didn't Mm -hmm. know the Lord, I had heard of these, these stories and know that they were true and the power Mm -hmm. that he had. And then I recognized the men of God that have come into my house. I'm going to beg for mercy. If he's already parted the sea and he's already taken down two strong kings. Mm Mm-hmm. Then she hears about now. God has favored these people, and like you say, she was seeking favor for her family. Yeah, she wasn't. She wasn't determined not to, uh, you know, perish with the rest of the crowd. Uh, She was determined not to perish in the midst of the multitude Mm -hmm. who was going the wrong path. She she's determined that I'm gonna stand with this God because I know uh that this God is for real and I believe yes. and know the acts that he done is absolutely true. And and because now her being a harlot now and the king is sending people directly to her house because he knows mm-hmm. most likely these people are going to be looking for lodging and she has this type of lodging place, number one. And mm-hmm. so she was definitely in severe danger by hiding yeah. her. Uh, yes. Because if they would have found her a female, um, mm-hmm. and she, if she's lying to the king, mm-hmm. you know, they would have just destroyed her. You know, she they, they mm-hmm. she was going to perish anyway, but she put her trust more so in God than the authority that that king had in the land. She put yes. her trust in the uh, ultimate authority of God. Mm-hmm. Uh, go, go ahead. Yes, and you know, I, I, uh, I think on this, you know, because she was a harlot, and you said sometimes when God's people come, you know, that that covenant that they have, you know, of honoring that and 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 giving respect, but you're giving respect unto God. But look at exactly. this. Some, Need, need not to look on the outward appearance of a person. You know, she was a harlot, but yet right. God used that. Yeah. <laughs> and he knew what that harlot was going to do. She will wind up. God knows to be, he says he's the alpha and omega, the beginning and end. 
she already knew her beginning and her end, and that she would yeah. turn around and and have a son, uh, go into a, le- a legitimate covenant with God, and mm-hmm. have both eyes, and it would bleed down into uh, all of those people that were connected to Jesus, all it. So I look, I look, you know, I, when I look at this, I see the hand of God and His mercy. That even though you may be a harlot or now these days a prostitute, mm-hmm. God can still turn that into a blessing. God can still save. That's why you say He looks that man looks on the outward appearance, but God looks at the heart. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. God is concerned about actually, yeah. you know, what what a lot of times we miss is it's, a, it's about God. It's not yes. it's not about man. And mm-hmm. most of the things that God do, it has to do with Him. And yes. because we tend to want to put point uh, fingers at human beings and not mm-hmm. understand, take understanding standing on what God's will is in the situation. That's why we miss it. Yeah. Yes. And, and, and look- this is a hard case for the body of Christ that that mm-hmm. we have to uh begin to see things in the eyes of God. Now the Bible does tell us that his thoughts are not our thoughts and his ways oh. are not our ways. But it doesn't tell us it does also tell us that we we need to understand his ways, you know. Yes. We need to understand yes. his thoughts, and the only way we can do that is to have that what intimate relationship with him, uh, mm-hmm. continually yes. seeking his revelation and spending yes. time in his word, so we can see. Okay, mm-hmm. now I didn't like that, you know, and get a clear understanding of of what his yes. sovereign will is for man, uh, and yes. his sovereign will is. For his his uh, glory, um, yeah. because that's going to be important for the body of Christ. Go right. ahead. Yeah. And being led by God's Spirit, you know, mm-hmm. and like you say, His ways is not our ways are not His ways, and His yeah. His thoughts are not like ours. So if we would yeah. lean to, like you say, being that constant uh, relationship, that constant prayer line, keeping that that line open. So when a situation comes, God, and you wait on God, he reveals to you mm-hmm. what he's doing and what part are you supposed to do and what part are you not supposed to do. You know, letting mm-hmm. your mouth be led by the Spirit of God, let your actions be led by the Spirit of God, and God can mm-hmm. be glorified. You know, and that's that's a constant uh, in the Scriptures. You know, all of these characters, they're real people, but everything had a purpose. Yes, yes, and and that purpose is God. That purpose God. is God. Yeah, God. and we have to, you know, we uh, have to take time and understand our purpose with Him, so that we don't miss mm-hmm. that mark that we of the faithful role that we are to play in, in mm-hmm. the earth. You know, because we miss it sometimes. And you know, just think about it. These spies, when they came there, they could have sit there and analyzed Rahab and said, mm-hmm. now, um, based on her characteristics, she couldn't fit the bill 
to go off into an, uh, such an arrangement like that. You know, mm-hmm. uh, they could have sit there and analyzed her and said, uh, perhaps, you know, if we go into this agreement, you know, she, they could have analyzed it in so many ways because right now, you know, we have so many mm-hmm. people out there that uh, haven't never really went uh, to school for a psychology or a psychiatric degree, but they spend Mm -hmm. a whole lot of time analyzing people. It's like, Mm -hmm. you know, if a person's quiet, oh, something's wrong with them. If a person's talking, oh, something's wrong with them. You know, instead of keeping our focus on purpose and agenda for God, we have our time spent on analyzing individuals. And, yes. and the spies could have done that. The spies could have done that, but they didn't do it. They uh, resulted to the fact that, when, oh, she's speaking our language. She know our God, and yeah. uh, she understands how our God functions based on what she has said. So she mm-hmm. understands covenant. She's coming for covenant and arrangement and agreement. Uh, so they walked away with that, and they went to Joshua. I don't. I, um, you know, when they get back to Joshua, uh, this is where we get more clarification as well. Do you have something you want to say before we go into Joshua chapter 6? No, other than, you know, every part that they played, they had to move in action. They didn't, mm-hmm. you don't question when you know it's the Spirit of God. When they were told to go, they went. They were told to spy it out. They did. They ended up at uh, Rahab's house. She said, spoke. They listened. They then, like you said, they knew. Then they told her their part. Well, you put that in the window, so well, no. And all that's in your house, we will not hurt them. But if they leave out and in the midst of the other people, their blood would not be on their hands, their head. Mm-hmm. So, you know. I look at all the pieces. Mm-hmm. They all mm-hmm. said, but it was all by, it's all God there. You could see God all there. Yes. You didn't see man, their thoughts, and like you said there, their analysis of a person. It was just, what did God do? He always made a contract, and it was always a blood exactly. covenant. covenant. Exactly. You know, each one of them had a part. Then the next part, we're going to find out what happens because of all the agreements. Go on, Sister Don. Amen. Amen. So let's let's start from uh, verse 12 um, and 6, chapter 6 of Joshua. And Joshua okay. rose early in the morning, and the priest took up the ark of the Lord. And the seven priests bearing seven trumpets of rams horns before the ark of the Lord went on continually and blew with the trumpets and the armed men went before them but the reward came after the ark of the Lord the priests going on and blowing with the trumpets and the second day they compassed the city once and returned into the camp so they did six days and it came to pass on the seventh day that they rose early about 
the dawning of the day encompassed the city after the same manner seven times only on that day they compassed the city seven times and it came to pass at the seventh time when the priest blew with the trumpets Joshua said unto the people shout for the Lord has given you the city and the city shall be accursed even it and all that are therein to the Lord only Rahab the harlot shall live and she only that are with her in the house because she hid the messengers that we sent and and ye in any wise keep yourselves from the accursed thing lest ye make yourselves accursed when you take of the accursed thing and make the camp of Israel accursed and trouble it but all the silver and gold and vessels and brass and iron are consecrated unto the Lord and they shall come into the treasury of the Lord so the people shouted with when the priest blew with the trumpets and it came to pass when the people heard the sound of the trumpets and the people shouted with a great shout that the wall fell down flat so that the people went into the city every man straight before him and they took the city and they utterly destroyed all that was in the city but both men and women, young and old, ox and sheep and ass with the edge of the sword. But Joshua had said unto the two men that had spied out the country, Go into the harlot's house and bring out thence the woman and all that she hath as you swear unto her. And the young men that were spies went in and brought out Rahab and her father and her mother and her brethren and all that she had, and they brought out all her kindred and left them without the camp of Israel and they burned the city with fire and all that was therein only the silver and gold and the vessels of brass and of iron they put into the treasury of the house of the Lord and Joshua saved Rahab the harlot alive in her father's household and all that she had and she dwelled in Israel even unto this day because she had because she hid the messengers which Joshua sent to spy out Jericho. And Joshua adhered uh, adjured them adjured them at that time, saying, Cursed be the man before the Lord that rises up and buildeth the city Jericho. He shall lay the foundation thereof in his firstborn and in his youngest son shall be set up the gates of it. So the Lord was with Joshua, and his fame was noised throughout all the country. How blessed is the name of the Lord. Mm-hmm. Ooh, Minister Belinda, can you see the power of the Lord at work here? <laughs> yes. And I Just see everybody. <laughs> yes. Every last one of them from the priest had, there was a set order in God. They followed their part. The men had to follow their part uh, in God, and they had to follow the instructions. You know, kill everything, and then take the silver and gold, not in their pockets, to the Lord's house. Amen. And follow specific instructions. He gave, he said, now shout, because the Lord then gave you the city. Mm-hmm. Amen. You know, yeah. it, it it's you know the power of God is real. Yes, it is. But a, lot, 
we have to realize that whatever God tells us, we need to obey. And your mind has to be quiet. The mind of Christ has to prevail. Because your feelings, your emotions can say, well, I've been at this a long time, but God told you to stay. Stay. I've been doing these things because God told you this is the order you keep. Whatever order, you know, uh, uh, and, and it prevails today. It prevails today. Yes. There's a order that God gave me. He told me that you to keep your house a certain way. And and, and that may seem foolish to a person. Mm-hmm. But when to the fullness of God, and I mean it's dimensions. You just don't, there's not just one fullness. It's dimensions. It's layers. Yeah. Yeah. You know, just keeping your rooms clean, you know. Um, there are rooms in my house that have to have clean sheets. They have to be prepared at any time because God may do something, and he has proven it. Mm-hmm. Set order in your finances, ways of paying things, how to do this. Set mm-hmm. order in the way at your job. Set orders mm-hmm. in the way you keep he keeps your mouth. Mm-hmm. It, it's, it leads from one thing to the other. If they had not, if the priests had not done exactly what God said and told the men what they were supposed to do, it wouldn't mm-hmm. have prevailed. Yeah, yeah. I I absolutely agree there with you because, you know, a lot of times, not even just in the job, you know, the mm-hmm. mouth, you know, the mouth, uh, especially a froward mouth, leads to mm-hmm. destruction. Yeah, it always yeah. leads to destruction. But a lot of times you can just keep silent and speak, you know. It, it gives yeah. a louder a vibration than anything. And that, that silence mm-hmm. communication is, is uh, one that a lot of people can't take. They can't understand it, you know. Um, if, 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 if you could just reach in the mind of someone and grab what they're thinking. You know, and a lot of times people will even start a conversation just to try to get in the mind and try to corrupt the conversation. So uh, a a lot of times, you know, it all depends on your growth level. You you know, Mm -hmm. the Lord will say, don't speak, just keep silent. You know, and and sometimes the Lord will say, speak, you know, so we never know how he will do it, but you just, you, you is, have to learn to be obedient to the Lord because a lot of communications lead to corruption and it leads yeah, yeah. to uh, uh, forwardness, you know, because a lot of times, sometimes people are trying to penetrate just to, just to ca- have something to carry away and play with it like a toy. So we, mm-hmm. we the body of Christ have to be alert to those things. But when mm-hmm. uh, it came to Rahab, Rahab came back with God. You know, yep. <laughs> Rahab was speaking their language. He, they, uh, you know, so it's like, oh yeah, they can communicate with Rahab because Rahab understand our God. She know our God. You know, but uh, just to open up uh, to anything can lead to uh, a damaging a sword that can be hard to amend, mm-hmm. and that's why we have to be obedient to the Lord. And oh. when He says sit, sit, when He says stand, stand. Um, that obedience is something that is required. 
uh, from the heavens. So we have to obey that whether we want to or not. And, you know, one of the things is is that um, forwardness, you know, it, it goes to and fro. <laughs> It goes, uh, you know, it goes throughout the whole earth if we're not careful. Yeah. Because, I mean, you know, this story was a powerful sto- story okay. of truth that was carried throughout the whole country, is what the word Bible okay. says. You know, it's carried throughout the whole country. But something, can, one little seed, a bad seed can be carried throughout the whole country mm-hmm. that doesn't bear any truth. And if we're not very prayerful, we'll eat that seed and, and swallow it and burp out, some, uh, you know, some darkness out of it if we're not careful. Mm-hmm. You know, so um, yeah. that's what I know. And a lot of times we fail to seek the Lord. And I loved what Joshua did because before he was going, he had the the priest before him. He had the yep. priest before him, and and they were blowing the trumpets of the Lord. Sounding but, it out before him, letting him know this this is God, this is uh, the Lord of hosts coming, you know. Yeah. And and so when when you come in like that, you know, uh, and and it becomes visible who you are, who your God is, you know. Uh, those that have heard of this God, they they begin to see things mm-hmm. uh, differently, mm-hmm. and they will, you know, either they're gonna try to pursue the spies that are in the land or mm-hmm. you, you get what I'm saying. So I'm, I'm, I'm just going to um, yeah. land right here and move on yeah. to uh, some, but go ahead. If you have something that you wanted to say. It's, it's just, I mean, knowing the order and following it, mm-hmm. the hand of God is powerful and you'll see it. It gives room for God to move. Right through the board, and that's what he did from the first cha- uh, verse all the way down to the completion. You know, Absolutely. and God said the wall fell down. God, and he was even that the harlot had a part. Mm-hmm. God can use whatever he wants to use, exactly. and how he and and, and for her. But she had a part because she took on that spirit. Mm-hmm. You might know something, but you may see something. I might not have a, 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 a it's it's important. Uh, 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 I'm saying, okay, me coming to the Lord and not knowing certain things about the Lord, but witnessing the power of God and being amazed at what I'm saying and saying, God, you're real. You know, wanting to embrace more of this. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, this is seeing a, a a wall fall down, seeing a whole city given to them. That's that's we are we are at sitting at a table of an Almighty God, and if we could just get a hold to what He's saying, really saying, and what He's showing. Yeah, and I mean, you know, discernment is uh, not just by Mm -hmm. our physical uh, discernment with our eyes, our ears, Mm -hmm. our, our, you know, our nose and our feelings Mm -hmm. and all of those things. But I'm talking about 
the discernment by the spirit of the living God type of discernment and everything. And and, and yeah. this hour is so important for us uh, as the body of Christ to seek the mm-hmm. Lord on everything, everything that enter our eyes, everything that enter our ears, everything, oh. you know, that came at us from the physical standpoint. It is so important for us to lay down and seek the Lord in it because we have to really understand the spirit that is behind it because, you know, when it's the Holy Ghost, the Holy Ghost comes with the Holy Ghost. So, that, that yeah. you know, that's, that's what's important. And, and we miss that a lot of times because we, we want sometimes, you know, our, our feelings and our emotions get tied in the things. And we really miss the mark of what the Lord is trying to do in the earth. It is it's yeah. all about him. It is never about man or woman. It's always going to be yeah. about God. It's always going to be yeah. about God. And God can position you. He can say, get up and go over here in this place and be here for this period of time because he's trying to move something or shift something yeah. in that environment. Yeah. And then he can say, go, go sit down now. Yeah. It's finished. You know, yeah. it's finished. Because, you know, Jesus would be somewhere at one time, and then Jesus would appear over here somewhere at one time. Yeah. And, you know, same thing with Paul and Peter, John. You know, so you can't never tell how God would shift the prophet or, or mm-hmm. a, a prophetess or an evangelist or a teacher or a pastor, he may he may say, I need you right here for this yeah. moment, for this one thing that I'm trying to do in the earth. And then he'd say, task done, shift. Mm-hmm. All, you, all you are to do is obey. Like he told the man of God when he went off into the uh, temple, and he told him, go in there and say this and go out a different way and keep going. Don't stop. Mm-hmm. But the man of God, he didn't have uh, clear discernment. He didn't have uh, that that time to just sit back and say, okay, God, uh, this uh, disobedient prophet stops him. He didn't have time to say, God, is this you or is this, you know, you mm-hmm. understand? So, so he went physical. And he fell into a trap of the enemy. So mm-hmm. we, as children of the living God, we really have to, everything to enter into our ears, our nose, our mm-hmm. mouth, especially in this very hour. If we say mm-hmm. that we are son, uh, children of the living God, we, we mm-hmm. definitely better portray that now and not play yeah. with God, you know. No. And uh, in Psalms uh, 87, Moving okay. moving on about Rahab, you know, it says his his foundation is in the holy mountains. The Lord loveth the gates of Zion more than all the dwellings of Jacob. Glorious things are spoken of the old city of God, Selah. And I will make a mention of Rahab and Babylon mm-hmm. to them that know me. Behold, Philistine and Tyre. With Ethiopia, this man was born there, and of Zion it shall be said, this and that man was born in her, and the highest himself shall establish her. The Lord shall count when he riseth up to the people that this man was born there, Selah, and as well the singers as the players or the instruments shall be there, 
and all men springs or envy. Now, yeah. now, it's it's something that um, it says this this is of the songs of Kor. It, it's not really uh, one that David has written, although most of the songs mm-hmm. are by David, but. Nevertheless, it's inspired by God because all word is under the inspiration of God. But in four, it said, I will make mention of Rahab and Babylon to them that know me. Behold, Philistine and Tyre with Ethiopia. This man was born there. Mm. Mm-hmm. The God is establishing that man. Uh, uh, the uh, lifted her up. She now has become a part of the scriptures, you know, and, and memorizing her. And and Babylon was not a godly place. Exactly. But in in Babylon, so God, even an ungodly person, can be come to God if they have a heart like she did, knowing that God. God and the stories that they heard. Some people heard that the stories of uh, the Israelites and what good the miracles God did and the deliverance God and still were rebellious. Mm-hmm. But he is God. He has has immoralized this woman. Now he's mentioned her into an ungodly place and established the the other one. It says, uh, "Let me see." The verse 6, it said, the Lord shall count when he writeth upon the people that this man was born here, slay. God is the one that keeps that lineage going down in the memory of it. We, we're we not even in this time. But yet here we are, no, David's birth, Bozar's birth, Rahab's, mm-hmm. uh, what she did. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, mm. and God has a place that he holds the highest. Mm-hmm. And well, the first one, yeah, go ahead. Yeah, you know, when it's speaking of the man, um, you know, it says, and this man was, this man was born there. This man was born there, and when we when we look at this, you know, um, I wonder is she, is she really talking about in in Rahab was David born, or because he's a part of that lineage? You know, what what are your thoughts about that? I think it's uh, symbolic too, because you know he's mm-hmm. using Rahab. It's a symbolic, and that even this this harlot would be in the lineage going all the way down to Jesus. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, uh, uh, but it's all about God. Yeah. And I, I want to read the first verse when he says, uh, uh, his foundation is in the holy mountain. The Lord loveth the gates of Zion more than all the dwellings of Jacob. Glorious things are spoken of thee, O city of God, slay. But God is the one, you know? 
The holy mountain re- re- represents God. You know, Zion. It's talking about him and his glory, you know, and what he does. Like you said, it's all about God. You know, Rahab was just a symbolic of God. You know, the the all of them played a part, but it was all about what God was going to do. And what God's power, you know, when he parted the Red Sea. Moses was just a vessel of God. But it was God that parted the sea. It's God that heard the prayers of his people in bondage and sent Moses, kept Moses alive as a child when the enemy tried to destroy him, but would send that same uh, 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 man back to a place where they wanted to kill him and deliver his people out to let them know you cannot keep what I call out of bondage. No king, no power of an earthly vessel can can stop God. You're talking about God parting the sea all the way down to the bottom. We haven't even got to the bottom. We haven't don't even make those uh, 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 machinery, whatever you want to call them, vessels. They can only go to a certain level, and that's mm-hmm. it. Yeah, it's true. It's true. Well, you know, God is, uh, you know, he mentions the fact that Rahab has, because, you know, in the Bible also Rahab was a land as well, um, mm-hmm. just as Babylon was. And so with that, I'm going to just move on to Hebrews um, chapter 11, where the Lord uh, speaks of Rahab and her faith. Okay. You know, he talks about how, Hello? Hello? Yes, I'm here. I'm here. So I'm reading in the Hebrews chapter 11. And um, again, it's talking about the faith of Rahab. But I want to back up a little bit so we can get this full picture from where, you know, even the time of Moses before we get mm-hmm. to that okay. part. Um, starting from 23, it says, By faith, Moses, when he was born, we hid three months of his parents because we saw he was a proper child, and they were not afraid of the king's commandment. But mm-hmm. by faith, Moses, when he was come to years, refused to be called the son of Pharaoh's daughter, choosing rather to suffer afflicted with the people of God than to enjoy the pleasures of sin, for a reason esteeming the reproach of Christ greater uh, Christ's greater riches than the treasures in Egypt, for he had respect unto the recompense of the reward. By faith, he took Egypt, not fearing wrath of the king, for he endured as seeing him who is invisible. Amen. You're kind of seeing the pieces kind of coming together then, right? Through faith, he kept the 
Passover and sprinkling of the blood, lest he that destroyed the firstborn should touch them. By faith, they passed through the Red Sea as by dry land, with the Egyptians the saying to do were drowned. By faith, the walls of Jericho fell down after they were compassed about seven days. By faith, the harlot Rahab perished not with them and believed not when she had received the spies with the peace. Amen. Amen. So even, you know, Paul is recognizing her that... um, you know, again, and they always make make it known that she was she was a harlot, but Rahab yeah. perished not with them that believed not, and you know when she received the spies with peace. Mm-hmm. Okay, so she received them with peace. She didn't war with them. She could she could have said no no get out of here because you know yeah. I, I will die I I will be in trouble no. She took them in with faith, knowing that they were from the God of Israel, Yah Israel. And she believed by, you know, doing what she was doing, that there was going to be the right, she was going to have the right outcome with uh, the Lord. Or so she wasn't thinking about so much as with the men, but she knew that they were in covenant with God, and she went into covenant with them knowing that she was going to survive what uh, she was going to face. And her her family would survive as well. She not only pleaded for herself, but she pleaded for her family. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Yep. It it takes Mm -hmm. faith. You know, I think when the Lord part the sea, you know, that's something they, they never saw before. You know, that's a, lo- a way big water, uh, uh, water high up. You mm-hmm. had to believe that God let the water come down. So faith right. has a important what God tells you. It may look beyond your measure, but if God speaks it, you have to walk by faith, trusting that God, what he spoke, will he will honor what he does, and he and the scripture says he's a God that will not lie. Exactly, he is a God that will not lie. He is a God that will not lie, and um, he will not fail you, no matter whatever the circumstance that he's being tried in or whatever he puts you in. He will not fail you. You know, um, you know there there will be. Uh, kings that will fall, just as in that situation with Jericho, the whole city went down. The whole city yeah. went down. But but uh, Israel did not perish. We uh-uh. see the whole city went down, but that, that tribe of Jacob did not fall with it because they were on the Lord's side. And Rahab was on the Lord's side. It covered her family, and it protected her and shielded her. And we, as the body of Christ, again, we have to decide what side are we on, whose side are we on. Are we with the Lord or are we with the multitude? Are we with 
the building or are we with the Lord who sanctify the building? Or we, you know, what is our position and purpose in all of this? And I'm not saying um, not to go off into a building because by all means we do need to fellowship. But what I am saying is that we need to know uh, what where where our ultimate relationship lies. What who are we in covenant with? Who what are, where is our covenant at? And mm-hmm. our covenant should always be with the Lord, and and that should be the final uh, covenant that we have because the Lord is the one that's going to be the one that stand with us and keep us in every hour of the day. Mm-hmm. There's a lot mm-hmm. of things a man cannot cannot control, but God has control over it. As, as I said uh, before about a few weeks ago, the, the the Bible says that the Lord holds the wind in his fist. He yes. holds the power. Oh, yes. I mean, nobody can grab wind and hold it but God. Okay. So yes. we have to know where our covenant lies in this hour because we're going to be faced with... Uh, challenges. There's going to be uh, situations where, um, you know, just as, you know, you may be searched out as spies or you may be uh, hunted for or whatever the situation, you may be um, mocked, you may be taunted, you may go through some of the things that Paul and Silas went through, but you have to know who your God is and who are you in covenant with. Uh, with, you know, um, Minister Belinda, we were speaking the other day about Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. They knew who yeah. they were in covenant with. They said, we will not bow to any other god. Yep. So they wouldn't bow to any other god. Even though that they were thrown in the furnace, they were so connected tightly with this covenant-making god, the one of Israel, that they didn't burn. And Amen. the Bible says that uh, the king uh, of Babylon was saying, there's one looking like the son of God in the midst of him. How do you know what the son of God looked like? <laughs> mm-hmm. God Is God revealing himself to you and you, you denying it or what? But, you know, what we know is that they didn't perish. They, the Bible says they were dancing in the midst of the fire. Hallelujah. So Amen. we have to know who our covenant, who we are in covenant with. We're going to be faced with uh, trials, and um, not by uh, God, but we're going to be faced with things from men, and not really men, but, you know, we wrestle not with flesh and blood. We wrestle with principalities and wicked places. So we have to understand that we're not dealing with flesh because Paul said, that uh, we are not wrestling, you know, our our fight is not of a carnal nature. Our fight is of a, a spiritual battle, and we have to know how to fight that battle in the spirit, M- Minister Belinda. Amen. Amen. you got to know the spirit is talking to you. It's the spirit of God and the, the devil. And like mm-hmm. Sister Donna said, it's not wrestling with flesh. Flesh is the work for the devil. You know, and uh, and it takes it takes obedience. Uh, it takes faith in God. It takes action to see the hand of God move, because those are the things that He works in. Mhm. And 
Because that scripture said, the obedient eat the good of the land. That's not just some land or uh, some food. It's, it's victory. It's deliverance, whatever situation you're in. You know, and we don't know what we'll face tomorrow. Some may be in prison unjustly, you know, but God is still a prison deliverer. He delivered, you know, uh, Peter and Solace. All these mm-hmm. stories are, mel- you know, God is still, he says, I'm still the God, same God I was yesterday, today, and tomorrow. Amen. But Amen. Have, and trust God that he, the same thing he did back then, the same thing applies now. It's just where our faith is. What are we believing? What are we trusting in? And like Sister Donna said, if it, the building, if God tells you to get up and you've been in a building for 30 years, know all the people in the building, have relationships with them, can you get up and walk away? If God wants you to stay a certain place, can you do that? Can you leave from where you are to that place? All of these things mean something. Mhm. Mhm. Because it's not it's not just this is not just a uh just a an ordinary thing. But you know like the scripture that was saying, are you gonna they Moses was willing to not partake of the riches and he lived in the king's house. But he'd rather have walked with the invisible thing that he knew was real and have the treasures of heaven. Amen. Amen. And and Rahab took that same course. Yeah. You know, she, you know yeah. chose to follow after the reasoning and the pattern of mm-hmm. God. And, you know, because even James, you know, not only did she have faith, but she performed the work. Um, And and James uh, chapter 2, I'm I'm Mm -hmm. reading from verse 14, it says, "What, What doth it profit, my brethren, though a man say he has faith and have not work? Can faith save him? If a brother or a sister be naked and destitute of daily food, and one of you say unto them, Depart in peace, be ye warmed and filled, notwithstanding ye give them not those things which are needful to the body, which doth it profit. Even so, faith, if it had not works, is dead, being alone. Yea, mm-hmm. a man may say, Thou hast faith and have works. Show me thy faith without thy works, and I will show thee my faith by my works. Yeah. Thou believest that there is one God. Thou doest well. The devils also believe and tremble. But wilt thou know, O vain man, that faith without works is dead? Was not Abraham our father justified by works? When he had offered Isaac his son upon the altar, seeing thou hast faith wrought with his works, and by works was faith made perfect. And the scripture was fulfilled, which said, Abraham believeth God, and it was imputed unto him for righteousness, and he was called the friend of God. Yea, 
see ye see then how that by works a man is justified and not by faith only. Likewise also was not Rahab so hardly justified by works when she had received the messengers and had sent them out another way. For the body without the spirit is dead, so faith without works is dead also. For the body without the spirit is dead, so faith without works is dead also. And, and, and you know, she didn't entertain just any type of uh, bodies that came in in the atmosphere. She knew that there was something different and unique about them. She knew that yeah. these were uh, children of the God of Israel. She knew they had uh, a different uh, spirit and that they walked by. They were walking by faith and they're to spy out that land. Okay, so mm-hmm. she wasn't just going to, um, you know, she wasn't just going to say, okay turn them over to them when she knew by all means the final solution, the final outcome, the final uh, uh, part of God's sovereign will was for them to possess Canaan. And that's Mm -hmm. what they were there for. And she knew that because they were connected with Yahweh, that it was going to happen whether uh, the king pursued them or not, whether the king was to take them as spies or not. The, the land was still going to be possessed yes. by Yah Israel. Yes. And just to think of that, you know, she didn't actually see those miracles that God did. She just heard about them and had faith. Mm-hmm. She, would, she knew who they were. And like Sister Donna said, she knew that their God had already given that city. And it was going to no matter what anybody did, because he's already just uh, had victory over Egypt and the Pharaoh. He already destroyed them. And that was like 40-something years ago. And now here God is at their door. And I like to read this one because, I mean, I, God's people got to understand there's a condition up with all of this stuff. 11, uh, chapter at a, Hebrews 11, 7, uh, 11, Chapter 11, I'm going to read at verse 25. Choosing rather to suffer affliction with the people of God than enjoy the pleasures of sin for a season. Mm. We're not getting to this. We get scared because we might have to suffer. Mm. You see? And that, mm. that sin is going to be for a season. Mm-hmm. Then the fruit of thing is destruction. The enemy comes to steal, steal, kill, and destroy. Mm-hmm. You're not going to get in court for sin. There's no hope in sin. But if you suffer with God's people, I'd rather suffer with God's people because I know God is the Alpha and Omega. Amen. He is the salvation of my soul. He is the protection of my soul. He is the life giver of my body. He is the breath of life. Mm-hmm. That mm-hmm. with him, I will suffer no harm. You hear what I'm saying? That's a different dimension. Mm-hmm. You may die, God, but you're not suffering no harm because you're getting out of here and you're going to have a, a, a celestial body. There's no, there's no loss in God. But that's all I had to say on that. On that. Well, yeah. But it's, you know... Mm-hmm. 
the I mean, yeah, you're absolutely right. You know, to suffer for God is, um, you know, it's something that I think probably every born again believer will do in its time, in their time, because Jesus did. You know, yeah, Jesus was uh, he suffered more greater than anyone. Was I mean, Amen. And if when you come to the point of looking at how, you know, even through the word of God about how he suffered, because the Bible says he was not even of comeliness. He wasn't of of stateliness, you know, and he was stricken and a a bruise for our iniquity. And the things that he faced on the earth, I mean, he was challenged day in and day out. But, you know, he says in uh, Matthew I'm reading in Matthew 21, and um, he says, uh, I'm reading from verse 31. He says, whether of them twain did the will of his father, they say unto him uh, the first. Jesus says unto them, verily I say unto you, that the publicans and the harlots go into the kingdom of God before you. Um, Now, he was talking to... We we know uh, the Pharisees, Sadducees, scribes. You know he's talking to uh, people who had disbelief. Um, he's mm-hmm. talking to a people who uh, chose to uh, bring condemnation um, on others and look at them in a different way. But when you look in verse thirty-two, he said, "For John came unto you in the way of righteousness, and ye believed him not." But the publicans and the harlots believed him. And ye, uh-huh. when ye seen it, repented not afterwards, that ye might believe him. Too. So it wasn't just that, you know, he was saying that the publicans and the harlots would enter in, but it's because they believed him. They yes. believed and they repented. They believed yes. and they repented. Whereas, you know, uh, the rest of them, they had their uh, a form of self-righteousness that they felt like they were already there. Okay. So, yeah. Uh, yeah. What would you like to say about that? No, that's true. Because the right, your righteousness is not going to get you anywhere. It's the, the righteousness of Jesus Christ and the belief in the living in God. You know, they, they were looking on the outward part, but the inward mm-hmm. part was still. Um, that's what Jesus said. That's what Jesus said, the outer. And he said, if your righteousness, which is the inner righteousness, Sadaka, um, doesn't surpass the righteousness of the Pharisees, which, you know, his description of the uh, Pharisees, they had an outer righteousness, but on the inside it was, it was filthy, you know, it it wasn't right. And so um, a lot of people are, they're looking for the outside again, and it revol- it results down to what we see with our eyes, what we hear, what we smell, what we taste, what we feel, which when we are walking in the will of the living God, uh, the God of Israel, the God of Jacob, the God of Isaac, the God of Abraham, um, he reflects from the inside outwardly, meaning that 
the Holy Ghost, the sitting on the throne of the heart, is pushing from the inside outwardly. Now, it doesn't mean that a person can't grieve because sometimes the things that the Spirit of God will reveal to you that's coming forth, especially on another individual, because of, um, you know, they refuse to repent, it's like, you know, it, it, it will grieve you because you don't wish, you have no desire uh, for anyone to suffer. You have no desire for any calamitation to befall anyone or anything. Um, but nevertheless, you know, eventually you, you come to grips with it just as Paul and, uh, you know, uh, Jesus, just as, as they, King David did, that it, it will be whatever the Lord says and ordains, and, and you have to accept his wisdom. Now, Amen. one of the things is, is that our prayer is always, just as Moses did, he pleaded for Israel. He pleaded for them over and over again. He never did give up, and he, he was... Uh, Abraham, he pleaded for Lot. You know, uh, I, I believe in Jesus. What did he he prayed for his his children. He prayed uh, for his children that they that you know he knew that that we were going to be in the world, but he prayed that we would not be part of it. So, uh, why did he do that? Because he didn't want us to suffer uh, the the sufferings that were going to happen to the ones that chose the world, the ones chose that chose not to believe, even what John the Baptist was saying. Amen. Go ahead, Minister Belinda. No, I just... Mm-hmm. Go ahead. I was just listening to you, and it's true. You know, nobody in their right mind of fearing God, you know, wants someone to suffer. You know, now there's a difference praying for somebody to the uh, God to do whatever He's going to do to get them to salvation. You know, because sometimes we our hard head, we have to pray against the hard head. People don't know that the seriousness of being damned to hell. So you mm. pray for, you know, uh, but nobody wants to see someone. God didn't die for us to live in a chaotic life. He said he came to give us life and life more abundantly. And everything that's pure is in God. You know, hope, happiness, peace. You know, that's what he brought to us. You know, salvation. Having a relationship Mm -hmm. with God, your friends, you know, that will hear your every plea that you call out in his name, in the name of Jesus. Amen. But uh, honest is, but there comes a place that you in God, that you have to get if a person continues and you God may let you see the destructional path that they're going to. He puts you in a place that knowing that his will is going to be done. And you have to accept the will of God. It's like certain things are going to happen and you just have to let God put you in a place that you can, uh, even entrusting in that, you know, how God, what he says, and and knowing the nature of God, a lot of people don't know the nature of God because they they don't see the love, but they don't see the wrath. There is a wrath in God. You know, I had a hard time with uh, the scripture when we read 
about him sending Joshua in there, and they killed everything. They killed the old people, the women, the children, the animals. They didn't spare nothing. But I, I've come to learn uh, and have peace with God, what God did. Because when the scripture says there is no unrighteousness in God, and that when God passes judgment, it's pure. And learning to trust God means trust, trust him in everything that he said. All the word of God. Trust him that when he judges something, it's done. It's, it's his judgment. None, nobody can impute it. Nobody can, can uh, uh, measure it. You know, when he said, Job, where was you when I, I uh, were, uh, told the waters to not leave their uh, boundary? Mm-hmm. All of this. So, I mean, how can I say to God, uh, I've learned through the scriptures, through the experiences, because those scriptures are relevant to your life. And every soldier of God, everyone that has given their life to God in the trueness, will face situations, and they will see the hand of God move in that situation because mm-hmm. of their faith, because of their trusting in the Lord. He will not fail us. When we put our trust in God and our hope in God, God will not fail us. Mm-hmm. So there's a relationship that you know no matter what happens, you can, you can just lay in that trust of God. And there's times you won't question, you will not question it. It's a place of God, you won't question it. You'll just say, God, that will be done. Because he knows the outcome. You might not be able to see 10 years down the road. Mm-hmm. But he does. Absolutely. He certainly you know, does. His people, his family, he had to give up all of that. And he went into a place, he didn't know where he was going. But he trusts God. And look what happened to Abraham and his family. And we have a covenant because of Abraham. And we are the seeds of Abraham. When God said, I will make you a, 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 a father of many nations. It's still going on. Amen. 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 And so, you know, Minister Belinda, what would you like to say to anyone out there that that just have made any mistake in their life, that they know that the Lord has been pressing on their heart, the Holy Ghost has been knocking at their door, and, you know, some of these things, they become habits. They, they just become patterns in life that, you know, part way they know morally is just not un, it's not sound. Um, mm-hmm. And then, they know that, uh, and they know that they're going down the wrong path. But they've been doing it for so long in their life, and have these connections of familiarity that they just keep getting drawn to it. And a lot of things, I think, you know, um, people, you know, want to be cool. They want to fit in. They they want to be a part of the, the multitude. They want to be a part of because it feels good. It feels good to uh, be connected and have friends and have, 
you know, connections, but um, you and I know, we know that having that relationship with God will beat anything. Um, being under the power of the Holy Ghost will, will uh, can never be substituted once once you have partaken of that that uh, that drink of of Jesus Christ. You know, it, there's nothing else better than that out there. You and I know that, but there's somebody out there that that don't know that haven't tasted of it yet. You know, haven't come to that part. Um, what would you say to them, uh, anyone out there that may be listening in or that may have, uh, will hear this message later on? Maybe perhaps we will be gone and the message is still out there for someone to hear it. What would you like to say to them? What can they do right now with their life? Well, uh, the answer is accepting Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior and trying God for yourself. How would you know something if you've never tried it? And it's not a religious thing. It's a, a it's a God thing. And some people could be in churches and living like that and have never really, they've just learned of a, li- a religious God, a religious Jesus, and really don't know him, you know. But you go out in the world and you hear stuff about certain things and you say you get curious about it. So, well, I'm going to try that. And it becomes a non-void. It's good for a minute. It's good for a season. When I didn't know the Lord, I tried things. And I can mm-hmm. tell you this, that the word of God is real. Because when I came to the Lord, God sat me down and told me why I felt the way I felt. Mm-hmm. Because it was part of his word. And 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 the things of the world will last for a moment. That moment may be five years for you, but it will become void. It will become empty. Mm-hmm. Whether it's whether it's uh, fornication, whether it is drugs, whether it whatever money running going here and throw, eventually it will become void, and you will be. There will be an emptiness in you, which will bring you to a sadness. Some of y'all may be coming to uh, a suicide because you're sitting down and saying, I've tried everything, and, and I've done everything, and I'm just this void. There's no hope for me. That's why he said the, the wages of sin is death. You know, it's, 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 a, it's an empty place. It will bring you to a pit, and you'll be inside that pit spiritually. Some of y'all are already in the pit, and nobody's hearing your cry. And you're crying inside. You're putting an image on the outside, but inside you're desperate. You don't know how to get out. A living God is the only thing that will get you out. It's the only thing that will fix and heal and 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 fill that void. I speak as a true witness because I was once in that pit and nobody could hear me. And I, I, I made a cry out of my soul. If there is a God and you're alive, reveal yourself to me. Because I didn't know many of God's on the planet. 
I've heard about them. A lot of them I had did not entertain. But I grew up in a religious set, left it early. So this is real. But it's something you have to try. And those that have a knowledge, and you know when it's wrong. Because, see, God put something in all of us when he created us. There's a nudge in your spirit. You'll keep on going and say, well, I've been doing this so long. But after a while, it's going to not be able to help you. It's not going to be able to give you no pleasure. It's not going to be able to feed you. And that's that bottomless pit, that miry clay that God talks about. And you're, you're laying in your own blood, polluted. And you can't get out but only one way, through a living God. Because he didn't make you to be born. Uh, some people with sexual things, laying down with this man, that man, that man. Oh, it's fun in the beginning, but after a while it's going to become void. Because God didn't make nobody to live like that. There's an only fulfillment, and it comes through the cross, that you can get satisfaction in the alignment of God's word that he created you in the beginning. All the order that God said in this Bible is real. It's real. And it does work. Amen. There's no hope in it. You know, you can go to a bar after bar. You can go to a, 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 a club after club. But there'll come a day that you're going to be so burnt out, and even though you go, no more does it excite you. You're just, what is good in a person will be taken and it'll be added something else that is, it cannot be fed. And those that, uh, 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 <laughs> I can only speak the truth. You know, some of y'all are running around and you know. You don't know Jesus, but you know this this can't be all that it is to life. This can't be the rest of my life. This can't be just it. And it's not. But it's not a religious God. It's a, a God that in this Bible is real. This is not a make-believe story. These words are black and white, but the Spirit brings it alive. That's what people are missing. Mm-hmm. That mm-hmm. spirit is mm-hmm. it enter into your home. You don't have to be at a church. God can come in, in your home. If you ask some God, I need to know who you are because I'm dying. Mm-hmm. And, and, and you know, next week I think um, we want to, although we're going to return back to the strange women of the Holy Bible because there's a whole lot of women that we have to cover. Mm-hmm. But I want to uh, try to come back to this uh, maybe in a couple of weeks because I want to focus a little bit on the Holy Spirit, the Holy Ghost, um, as it is according to the Word of God. Because we have a lot of people who do not understand the Holy Spirit. They're into spirituality, but it's yeah. not one the Holy Bible. And so we want to bring out the biblical facts about the Holy Spirit, the Holy Ghost, so that people will know why it's imperative for us to have the Holy Ghost, because Jesus said that he would leave the Holy Ghost behind for us. 
the comforter behind and and we need to understand why and we need to understand um the importance and how we function in the holy ghost because because they don't know you know they're fearful of it um yeah you know and and people can mistake uh the holy ghost for something else so i think next Mm -hmm. week we want to come back and talk about that and um, before we even go further on, I also want to make a uh, understanding, bring understanding as to what is the difference between religion and uh, relationship with God. Uh, religion is based, is is halfway there, but you know it more so imports precepts and laws of man in it than instead of holding on to the the truth that is in the Holy Bible that we are given as a manual, a guidance, a guide, a tool, a, a our everyday example uh, for living in Christ Jesus and following after him according to the word. And Jesus is the word, and we need to know him so that we can we can um, be in the image and likeness of him and, and know what God wants of us. What is our purpose uh, to move forward in, in faith and performing his works in the earth mm-hmm. in Jesus name. Now, yes. does it mean that because a person have a gift that the gift is for you and everybody? No, God can tell a person to use that gift as he wills, not as man wills. <laughs> so that's why it's so important for us to uh, give a teaching about the Holy Ghost and bring out the truth and the facts in it. Yeah. Yeah. And we know that the, that the devil is busy and he is yeah. really trying to interrupt truth from coming out. And yeah. he uses witches and wizards and all kind of principalities of wickedness at different levels. Uh, mm-hmm. Kingdoms of darkness uh, To try to do that But we're not concerned about that Because that battle belongs to God And he, he yeah. is a mighty 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 battle axe <laughs> Mighty mighty battle axe So we, we leave that in his hand And he's going to work those things out Because we, we won, we're we not The ones that sleep And we up at night praying And believing that mm-hmm. God's going to work a whole lot of things out In Jesus yeah. mighty name um, Minister Belinda, uh, let us share our final words with the body of Christ. I love what you said about that we need to not only submit our life to them, Him, but we—it's an absolute thing that we believe in Him. And if we—if we believe in God, you know, um, yeah. we—we won't—we'll be careful not to play with with. Uh, um, the Holy Bible is it's, it is a toy. Uh, we won't play with our relationship with him like we do with man. We will value it. Um, we'll respect it. You know, we, we'll make sure that we take time with our friend. Um, you know, yeah. it, it said Abraham was called a friend of God. We, we want to get to that point where we call that friend. Because those intimate relationships is where Jesus is going to say, yeah, I know, I know Susie over there. Yeah, I know Jack over there. 
Um, and that's what we where we want to be because if he can identify us as a friend, then we know that we're making it. We're we're in, on the right path. But if he if he doesn't identify us that way, you know, he said he said for them that came and said that I I perform miracles. I I prophesied. I did this. And he said, "Chew away from me, Matthew chapter seven. Chew away from me, because I never knew you. You know that that's the key thing, right there. Do, do Jesus Christ know you, and do you know Him? And if yeah. you know Him, how do you know Him? Is it because yeah. someone told you, um, just to say that you believe that He's your Lord and Savior, and?" You're not taking time to really get an in, into an intimate relationship with him. That's going to be key in this hour, body of Christ. If you if you're not there, we we need to get there and and truly spend some time with the Lord. And um, he'll tap on your shoulder at nighttime. He'll tap on your shoulder during the day. It's not going to be an easy road, but he's there with you in every part of the journey. Now, it gets worse if he's not in the journey with you, though. So this is a time to get that intimate relationship where you're not moving just to and fro and don't know from day to day which direction you you are taking. Um, You don't want to be there. You don't want to be a person who's walking around without any conviction in your life. You don't want to be sensitized to the system where you you can't feel uh that you're doing something wrong you can't feel and know that you're that you're in uh in God's eyes that you're on the right path you you want to know without a doubt that you're there and that that's my final words minister Belinda please share your final words with the body of Christ yes <clears throat> when you were saying that, I was thinking of listening and I you know when we said about a religious god and a living God. You know, I needed a living God. I saw a, a, a kindness in the religion. I saw kindness in people, but that's not enough. I needed to know, I needed a God that talked to me. I needed a God that loved me. I could feel his love. I needed a God that would be concerned about me in all my life and know that he was real and there. I needed a God that I saw the miracles of his word come alive in my life. When doors were shut by the human uh, aspect of man, God would say, he would care enough about me and love me enough to let me know I will open those doors that they're trying to shut. And I'll close the doors that the enemy is trying to shut on you. I mean, he would close the doors that he was trying to open up on me to bring destruction. I needed to know that there's a God that's real, that he's not just something, I, there's no life to him. I'm just in a building. I don't see him. I don't feel him in my life. You know, I need God to be there. He said he's a comforter to me. He comforted my heart when sorrow came. And he said sorrow uh, is just but our night. In the morning comes joy. That he would bring me out of suffering. And bring me joy. That's the difference. It's not a tradition of man, but it's the word of God. And that God is alive. 
I see him. I have felt him. I have seen his mysteries. I've seen his word open to me. I know what a shadow of doubt he is real and that he's concerned about everything that I go through. That's the difference. That religion that could not bring me. I God came himself and revealed himself and said, I am real. I'm the God of Israel. I'm the God <laughs> that parted the Red Sea. And let me tell you, this is spiritual. Because he said, uh, he is in spirit and truth. It's not by might, but by the spirit of God. This is revealed by the spirit of God. And the same God that parted that sea told me, Belinda, I'm still parting seas. And he has parted things that opened up to me that no man could do. It was like a flood, open up a flood in spiritually inside of me and allow peace to come. That's the difference. There's nothing that religion could have gave me. Because religion is man's systems and his thoughts. It has nothing to do with God. And there's, no, there's nothing that can block you from God other than sin. And, and, and even in that, God has people praying for you to come out. To quicken you in dreams, quicken your spirit to know a nudging, that nudging that says, you know this is wrong. Come on out. Come on out. You know, when he says I'm married to a backslider, <laughs> that's God saying I still love you even in your mess, but I'm asking you to come out. Rahab Amen. was in, Amen. but she came out to God. 21. The, mm-hmm. the publicans, the publicans and, the, and the harlots that made it in are the ones that repented. They heard they repent. the voice of John preaching mm-hmm. righteousness, and yes. they repented, and they mm-hmm. believed. And, and that means when you repent, that means that you, you change. There's transformation yes. of the yes. way that yes. you think. Yes, that God came in my life and transformed me from an old wretched person to a new person, mm-hmm. took away my sins, took away of the pain of them sins, that the sin that I did and what it caused my body, my mind, my spirit, my heart, God cleansed it, okay. mended my heart. There's consequences for that. I'm a wit- we are witnesses right now. Only reason yeah. why we do this because we love God and we know what God has done for us. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it doesn't make us better. It doesn't make us less. It doesn't make us, you know, it's not that we're trying to say, portray ourselves to be better than anyone else. It's just that, that we know what the Lord has done for us and we know he could do it for you. And and yes. you have to make the choice though to receive yes. it. That's all. You, the individual, have to make the choice to receive it. We cannot do that for you, but we can pray for you 
and continually intercede for you that um, it will come, but you still have to make the choice. Everyone will have to make that choice themselves. And let us do it today. Let us not wait. Let us not delay. Uh, Let us not keep uh, going the same path and allow the convictions of the Holy Spirit to come into our lives so that we can be led and walk by the Spirit and be sons and daughters of the Most High God. There's no better place to be than there in this hour. And um, I want to say uh, that we love everyone, and, and we can't love you as much as Jesus Christ will. Amen. He will love you. He will love you into eternal life, and right. that's the best love you could ever have. And He has done the greatest love work that anybody else can do. We we can't outdo Him. He has done mm-hmm. it all at the cross. When He died at, at, on the cross, when He carried that cross up the hill for you. He loved you. When he uh, was nailed to that cross, he loved you. When they put the crown of thorns on the top of his brow, he loved you. When he bled out of his side, when they pierced him in the side and the water poured out in the earth and his blood poured out, and that blood is crying out as an advocate for you right now just for you to have salvation in Christ Jesus, just for you of that salvation, and he loved you that much by coming here to this earth, this earth, out of his holy domain, out of his holy abode, just to make sure you could know him. What? Who would do that for you? Who in the earth can, no, no mama, no daddy, no father, no sister, no brother, no friend, no one can do that for you but God himself in the flesh came for you that way. And if he loves you that much, I don't know why, uh, you know, we wouldn't want to love him and that we wouldn't choose him, that we wouldn't want to walk and be the sons and daughters that he wants us to be. Um, Let us worship him in this hour, in Jesus' name. Minister Belinda, can you pray for the body of Christ as we close out? Yes. Father, in Jesus' name, I come before that throne room, God, in the boldness and meekness as your servant, God. I come, Lord, in Jesus' name, and I pray, God, for all those that are in the body of Christ. I pray that they be encouraged. I pray that they be strengthened. I pray, God, that they will keep on holding that banner up that you've asked them. I pray, God, that they will continue to be a light in the world of darkness. Oh, God, there are people that are crying out and don't know the light. Lord, I pray, God, that we will be sincere in the walk of Christ. If we're not, get on our knees and repent and say, Lord, oh, hallelujah. Give me a pure heart, Lord, and let me stand before you in the true righteousness of you, God. Lord, let us have a repentant heart, God. When we fail, God, that we will repent and get back up. Lord, all those things that you called us to do, let us be faithful in it, God. I pray, Father, for an increase for your people, God. I pray, God, against any demonic forces that come against your people, God. 
I pray against any sorcery, God, for, Lord, you are greater than any sorcerer, God. Father, I pray, God, that you tear down everything, God, that would exalt itself against you, God, and that you be exalted, God. I pray, God, that anything that would try to bring craftiness against your people will fall to the ground and have no effect, God. Lord, I pray, God, the kingdom of heaven, God, though that we have the keys to the kingdom of heaven, and, God, that your people will become wise in how to use it, God, and be skillful warriors against darkness, Lord Father. For you've given us a weapon, that double-edged sword, God. Let us become master craftsmen in your work, God. I pray, Lord Jesus, that every gift that we have, God, we will increase it. And that you will add to your people, Lord. For you said from glory to glory, strength to strength. Lord, I pray for anyone that's weak because you're strong in Jesus Christ. Lord, I pray, God, God, that the living waters will come, God. For those that are weary, God, and are in a part dry land, God. Bring them that living water, Father. I pray, Lord God, that every door, God, that it has been shut against your people by the enemy, trying to hinder what you have called to come to them, will be busted open, God. That you will open up the door, Lord Father, and they will receive their blessings, God. I pray for any door that the devil is trying to open to them, to tempt them, God, that it be sealed shut, God. I pray, Lord, that they will get visions and dreams, God. You said your people perish for lack of visions and dreams, God. I pray, God, for all those, God, that are crying out. I pray, Lord, for those that are being, God, in other countries that are being tortured, for your name's sake, God, that you will send a legion of angels in there to war for them, God. I pray for all those that are in prison, God, for you, that the cell doors will open and they will be delivered out, Father. I pray, God, that you put a hedge of protection around your people, God, that you set angels, warn angels with the flaming sword around their land. In their homes, God, as they sleep, around their beds, God, the Abarot Sunday. And as they travel, God, I pray that angels will be set before the highways around them and inside of their vehicles, that no harm and danger will come to them. Lord, God, I pray, God, that we will grow, Lord, in strength and in wisdom and knowledge, God, of your word, Father. I pray, Lord God, that our eyes of understanding be enlightened, God, that our spiritual ears will be more more fine-tuned to hear you, God. I pray in the name of Jesus, God, that thy will will be in our lives, God. I pray, God, that your will will cover us, God. And that we will lean to you, God. That we will trust in you more, God. And I pray, God, that divine will be done in every soul that is called by your name. In Jesus' name. That your will will be done. And that they will yield and say, not my will, but thy will be done, God. 
In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Bless the Lord. Thank you, Jesus, for hearing our prayers, and thank you for giving us the grace to share your word in this hour. And we bless your holy name now and forevermore. We ask, the Lord, that you be with us, protect us, and shield us throughout the week. Be our divine covering. And we ask that you give us clear and divine revelation, O Lord, for our purpose for every day, our purpose for every moment, our purpose for your will. In Jesus' mighty name we pray. Amen. May the grace of our Lord and Savior be with everyone and may he empower and equip you for the days to come. In Jesus' name we pray. God bless you all. Amen. Amen.